With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, December 9th. This is an important day. Do you know why it's so important, Mark? It is important because this is the day that the Charlie Brown Christmas special aired for the first time, December 9th, 1965. It's one of the many reasons I love it. I share a birthday with the Charlie Brown Christmas special. It's my birthday. And uh, I'm not doing a ton for my birthday, but I'm very happy to share my birthday with you, which is a delight. Um, I'm probably going to do a Peloton ride, although I didn't time it as well as last year because last year I did my 200th ride on my birthday and I got a shout out. And today I'm going to do a ride and I know that I'm not going to, it's not going to be like a a shout out kind of thing because it's not going to be a milestone also. This is very funny. So, you know, we do these, we do these reads for Peloton. I do these reads and I I love the product. So one of my friends, Raul, if you're listening, this is for you, was very intrigued by the fact of, he sort of says, oh, you know, there's something about the show. He says to my girlfriend, he says, you know, I can't believe Jill. And so she thinks he's going to say that I screwed something up on the air by advice. He goes, I can't believe she did a 75 minute ride. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, there aren't as many, there are very few 75 and 90 minute rides, but I do, t- I think I've taken every single one that's ever been offered. All right, let me get on to this. All right. Happy birthday to me. Thank you very much. Sem- uh, where should we go to the website? All right, here's what we're going to do. Don't go to Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. Go to the website, hit the contact button, send me a birthday greeting right there. Okay. Isn't that easy? All right, let's get to your questions. If you go to jillonmoney.com, you can hit the contact button and we'll get your note and uh, hopefully we can get you on the air as well. But if we can't get you on the air, we'll read and respond to them. Elizabeth writes that she watches me on CBS. That's so nice. And she says, I respect your approach and advice when it comes to financial planning. I'm 62. I recently lost my job due to job elimination. Mm. I have two 401k savings. One is with Fidelity through an old employer, and one is through Vanguard through my most recent employer. So I need to determine my best plan for retirement. I get a lot of advice. 
Um, should I combine and roll them into an IRA? Some say CD, some say stocks. I'm very leery of hiring a financial advisor. Um, think Bernie Madoff kind of paranoid. <laughs> All right, that's good. It's not bad to be a little skeptical. She is also worried about the cost of hiring someone. She says, I have quite a large sum, but she doesn't tell us how much. She's been saving since she's 27. Okay, Elizabeth, I think you should pick one or the other, either Fidelity or Vanguard. It doesn't really matter which one. Whatever one you like better, whatever one you like to, I mean, even just if like you like the platform better, if the interface you like better, pick one, combine them, move them into an IRA rollover account. What you should be doing is building a nice diversified portfolio using index funds. And that can mean a lot of different kinds of things to different people. I would not say that you should say CDs, but I do think you can you can maybe manage the risk based on number one, when you think you're going to need this money or if you're going to need this money. And number two, you can also really think about how you feel about the ups and downs of the market. So you didn't give us a ton of information. I'd love for you to kind of get back to us and tell us a little more detail. And we'd love to have you on the air. Okay. Oh boy, Mark, this is a long email. <sighs> this is from DK. DK's subject is long-term care insurance. DK says, my husband and I are both retired. We collect state pensions. I am 62 and he is 63. He has a growth monthly state pension of 4,200. She has a gross monthly state pension of 3,600. They don't have COLA increases. Um, they may get some in the future. They do have a survivor benefit of 50%. Excellent health insurance provided through the state. Oh my God, for 250 bucks a month for the two of them. Then they also have 300 grand in IRAs, traditional, and 350 in Roth IRAs. That's good. They've also got mutual fund CDs and bonds in a non-retirement account, 200,000, 45 grand in a savings account. Then on top of this, Mark, they're going to get social security. They're uh, going to both get about two grand a month. Their monthly expenses are 6,500. Even if one of them were to die, they'd have monthly income of 7,700. So you got that? You got that right there, guys? 7,700 income, expenses 6,500. Home is three hundred twenty-five grand. No mortgage. Biggest concern: no long-term care insurance. Oh, okay. Mark, should that be their biggest concern? Long-term care. Uh, I mean, DK, you do not. You don't need long-term care insurance. She says she looked into it because she has a chronic health condition. Her husband's health is okay. What are your thoughts on long-term care insurance? No, I don't think you should do it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. You got plenty of money. Um, you're doing great. I don't think you really need to think about this. I don't even think you need to worry about, do you think they need to do Roth conversions between now and Social Security? Yeah, but I, I, if you're really worried about long-term care, then I'm not sure I would even do that. Maybe a little bit. Don't worry about long-term care. You've got this income. It's huge. And you have assets. So no, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to have to touch any assets. It's amazing. I mean, they're in quite the financial condition. Mary writes that she's planning to do a Roth conversion from her Section 457 plan prior to the year end. And what she did was she was smart. She says, I reviewed the income limits established by Medicare for the 2022 premium. And she's thinking of pushing up her income for this year past the normal premium. Okay, let me just go back a second. Your eyes might be rolling over. Medicare is so dense. It's awful in a lot of ways. There is something called IRMA, Income-Related 
monthly adjustment amount. Why is this important? Because if you make too much money once you're retired, it means you have to pay more for Medicare. Okay. So let me explain to you how this works. Medicare, the standard premiums are increased if you have a modified adjusted gross income, more than 88000 on an individual and more than 176000 on a joint return. The largest premium surcharges are for those who have high income. It's like almost like a second tax bracket calculation. The real issue is, Mark, should the Medicare planning work in conjunction with the Roth conversion, or should she just go ahead, do the Roth conversion, bite the bullet, have a year or two where things stink for Medicare? Yeah, I sort of feel like the Roth is going to be more important. Yeah, I mean, look, the 2021 Irma surcharges, she wants to go up to 114. I would go up to the next level, like 100. I might go up to 138. She must be single. Anyway, I would just go for it. It doesn't sound like you have a ton of liability here. So that's what I would do. I would I would put the Roth before the Irma. That's what I would do. I agree with you, Mark. Uh, Ron writes, and this is a very good way to get your email read on the air because he starts with, love your show. <laughs> you and your guests recommend the Roth as the far greater vehicle. Doesn't this assume you are investing equal dollars? I'm in California. I'm in the 24% tax bracket. In the traditional, I invest 100% of the money. With Roth, I would be investing about 60% giving federal, state, blah, blah, blah. If traditional and Roth are invested exactly the same, shouldn't I have 40% more money in my account at retirement? Even if taxes increase, I feel my, it doesn't matter where the, what the money is at the end. It matters what it is when you withdraw it. You know what I'm saying? What you're missing, Ron, is that you're just looking at the gross amount in the account You've got to go, what happens when you take it out? Not what's in the account before you take it out. That's the difference. And also, it doesn't screw up. We just had an Irma question. When you have a retirement account and it's a traditional account and you're forced to take minimum required distribution, that will screw you up for Medicare planning. That could screw you up for work if you're actually retired early. So that said, um, that's what you're missing. Caroline recently bought a home. And she said she did it with cash, $1.1 million. And she said, I'm very fortunate to have the ability to do this. And she says, I can afford to continue to own my own home outright forever. She's got 5 million bucks in other assets. Does it make sense to take out a mortgage anyway with low interest rates and comparatively high return in the stock market? Is it better for me to take out a mortgage on the home and invest the cash or do nothing and continue to own it outright? I'm interested in maximizing my income. She's got income right now. It's 40 to 60 gram. What do you think, Mark? She didn't mention how old she was and what her expenses are. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it either. I mean, if you really want to get some more money liquid for some reason, sure. But I need to know a little bit more about you, Caroline. Anyone else you got to take care of? Is it just you? How is it invest? How is the 5 million bucks invested now? I'm not sure I would do much though. I really don't. You're in good shape. Is that it for the show? Is that it for the birthday show? I think it is. Blowing out. <sighs> Lots of candles on that cake, man. One more contract with CBS and I might get my eyes done, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't done it yet. I'm just putting it out there. Are you in favor of, of uh, plastic surgery, Mark, for me? Yeah, you better be if it extends my career. 
No, not for podcasting, but for TV. Part of the way that I can do all the stuff I can do is because the donkeys at Viacom CBS will keep paying me because they pay more for TV than audio. What if I had to pick between doing my eyes and getting another contract? I would do my eyes. I mean, I'm not vain. I wouldn't do it if I didn't have another contract. To me, whenever anyone would ever say like, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's an easy procedure. Nothing's easy. Everything has risks. I am not into that. A young colleague of mine just got Botox. That I would definitely not do. Uh, you know, interesting. I, I don't really, I've never been judgy about it. One of my dear friends from college is a plastic surgeon. I think it makes people feel good. Go for it. All right. Happy birthday to me. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and we are delighted that you joined us for the birthday show. Uh, go watch Peanuts, a Charlie Brown Christmas. It actually has the best explanation of Christmas probably anywhere. So I encourage you to do that. If you have any questions, please, please just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button. Send me a birthday greeting. Ask your financial question. Tell us if you want to come on the air. We would love that. It's very good for us to, to see all of that work on the website come to fruition with you guys coming on the air with us. It's like the perfect way to uh, sort of say like, wow, it's all working. Fantastic. All right. Um, so put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. That would be very nice. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.